Welcome to the Love is Coming podcast, the must-listen show for single women struggling to attain or sustain a romantic relationship. I'm your host, Persia Lawson, author, speaker, and according to the Times Magazine, one of the UK's most successful love coaches. Before that, I was a serial cheat and obsessive love addict, but I'm now a bride-to-be and in the best relationship of my life. So, If you're trying to do the work on your love life, you are definitely in the right place. But here on the Love Is Coming podcast, we serve your education with a side of entertainment. Expect serious stuff talked about not so seriously, solo agony on episodes with yours truly, and guest episodes showcasing some of the best in the biz in ways you've never seen them before. So, got a dating dilemma? Swiping right but haven't yet found Mr. Right? then let's get raw, real, and a little bit inappropriate because love is coming for your baby in more ways than one. Hello, my loves. I hope you are doing really well. Um, I'm feeling great today. My new book, Love is Coming, has been out for just under a week and I have been getting the most amazing messages, um, DMs and emails from you guys saying how much the book is resonating Um, this book took me five years to write. It has been a labor of love. (laughs) Let me tell you, it has been a roller coaster. Um, but it is, as I've said quite a lot recently, like it really is the thing that I'm most proud that I've ever created in my life. And it is, I quite simply, I just wrote it for the version of me who really needed it, who was really lost and really struggling in her love life. Um, not so long ago, I guess, you know, that I don't know 10 years ago but even even sooner even like you know my my late 20s and um just getting yeah messages from you saying what a difference it's made already um and and also that you're finding it really funny and entertaining which is what I would I really wanted I wanted it to be fun and entertaining but also have lots of powerful tips and tools that you could actually you know apply to your life so that you get results Um, So it's kind of, as one person called it, genre defying, which I liked. Um, It kind of, yeah, it's, it's, it's hard to explain it. I actually wanted to just read a few of the beautiful quotes um, that we've included in the inside the book, um, from what people have said that I that really meant so much to me. So One of them, Mel Wells, said, Through Persia's blend of dirty humour, deep wisdom and girlfriend-style pep talking, Love is Coming will help you understand yourself so you can find and keep a healthy relationship. Expect to be entertained, schooled and forever changed by this book. And I love this one from Sean Patrick. Funny and profound, Love is Coming is the meeting point of Sex and the City and Eat, Pray, Love. In it, Persia experiences... Uh, embraces ancient spiritual wisdom and effortlessly applies it to a modern lifestyle to achieve real tangible results. Life-changing. And then finally, this one. This is not just another dating book. Not only did I cry, I laughed out loud so many times. Persia is so deeply honest, like a young Glennon Doyle or Elizabeth Gilbert. And love is coming. It feels like she is telling you her stories right there with you. Read it now. So yeah, just, um, I promise you I won't be going on and on (laughs) about this the whole time. I just... I just wanted to give a moment to honor um honor the creation of this book and and the content of it which honestly is life-changing. It has changed my life. What I share in this book has changed my life from being just a total total mess in my love life to being where I am today which is you know really is a, a dream come true. You know, I'm sat in the house Joe and I 
um, my fiance Joe and I bought together with uh, our gorgeous cockapoo reggae. And we live out in the countryside in somewhere I've always um, loved, the Surrey Hills, so not far from London. I, I just, you know, it took a long time to get here. And I, I just don't know where I would be, in all honesty, if I hadn't learned the lessons that I share in this book. Because at my worst, and I don't know how much you know about my story, I'm not going to go into it, the whole thing now, but just just to put it in context, at my worst, I was working in a strip club as a hostess um, and got sexually assaulted and put on two stone in two months on an acting job in Shanghai, which I can now see was a response to the trauma of that event. Um, I was sleeping around, feeling awful about myself, hated myself, attracting absolute dickheads I was so lost like where I am today did not happen by accident where I am today is a result of applying all of the things I share in the book so anyway let's move on to this episode um so this episode is going to really resonate for you if you feel overwhelmed or depressed by the world of online dating or you hate feeling disposable and judged purely on your looks or you can't understand why love just isn't happening for you because you are a catch so in it i share why you are unknowingly being set up to fail in romance the number one secret that will make you stand out in a crowded dating marketplace plus what happy couples know that you don't so let's dive straight in. So why you are unknowingly being being set up to fail in romance. This is something I explain um, in the first part of Love is Coming. We live in an Amazon Prime culture, in case you hadn't noticed. I mean, just today, I can't tell you how much stuff I've ordered um, and, you know, know it's going to arrive tomorrow. And that's really great and convenient, although it can't be good. Well, it isn't good for the planet, if you think about it. Um, but we kind of have got really used to this way of existing in our life, of clicking our fingers, pressing a button, and the next day, or even sometimes that same day, um, if you're willing to pay for that service, you can get that thing you have asked for. And what people don't understand is they think that they can do that in their romantic life because we've been given these apps like dating apps, and so you can swipe as though you're shopping for a human being. And, you know, you exp- you want that trend that really quick um hit of validation you want it to happen like that and only on a superficial level can it because a relationship with someone else is only ever going to be a reflection of the relationship we have with ourselves this is true of all types of relationships not just romantic ones and when we're coming at that very superficial level of what can I get from you, then we wonder, why does this not feel good when I get ghosted? Well, can we really blame the person for ghosting us if we were essentially using them anyway as a way of making us feel good? And it's not to say that dating apps are bad. It's not there at all. They can be great, but it is the intention and the way that you use them that makes all the difference. And as I always say, apps are one way to meet someone. They are not the only way. Don't let yourself fall into that narrative that the only way to meet someone is essentially through online shopping, because that's really what is going on here. And another way to look at these apps, and again, I want to stipulate, I think 
not all dating apps were created equally. There are some brilliant ones, which I think have a, um, a more loving approach. I'm not going to name any names in this episode. I'm not being sponsored by anyone either, just to be clear. Um, but even in the in those ones, it, it is about the intention and the energy that you bring to that experience. So I want you to just ask yourself, and this is just a question to throw out there. Do these apps really want you to find love? Do they? Or do they want you to stay on these apps for longer? Because if you think about it, if you are on that app and then you meet the love of your life on there and then you get off the app, you have no need for that app anymore. So there is something to be said about this consumery way, you know, that we that we operate in the on the in these dating apps and understanding that they their sole job and they have very intelligent people working on these like anything like any social media app has been designed to be designed to be very addictive, designed to keep us in that mentality of grass is always greener, like whatever you get, or maybe there's something better, maybe there's something I'm missing. And so people are not being present with one another. People are not giving each other a chance, but you're never going to be able to give someone else a chance until you are in a good place in yourself, until you are feeling like honoring yourself, respecting yourself. And so you don't just sort of kind of just move on based on, oh, that person doesn't look the way I, I kind of desire for them to look. You know, maybe it means taking a bit more time reading through a profile, whatever it is for you, where you actually stop and engage in a more humane <laughs> way. And remember that these pe- these are people you're swiping through and people are doing the same to you. So maybe it is as simple as before you go on the app, taking a moment to to blast some love and you know whatever the experience I'm about to have on this app I'm going to bring really loving intention instead of going past I mean we've all done it I've had many a friend come to me and be like oh my god look at this mess on this app and then like we've all done it as a source of entertainment forgetting that like okay that human might not not know you're doing that but what sort of message is that sending out there energetically and how would you feel if someone took like literally held up a picture of you and went, oh my God, look at that mess. What an embarrassment. Not good. So it's, you can go, maybe not for me, but you don't have to be nasty, even in your thinking. It really is like, I want you to start to think about how am I showing up to these apps and what tiny little shifts can I do to make it more loving? Even if meditating or doing a little prayer before is a bit much for you, why not just go, right, I'm going to take three deep breaths before I go into this app so that when I'm in there, I am more present and I'm not just doing that like, you know, like junk junk food where you're just shoving it in or just drinking without like really being present for that experience. So slow down, be more intentional, be present with the experience and try and come from a more loving place. So let's move on to the number one secret that will make you stand out in a crowded dating marketplace. So this is in a nutshell, it is the message of my book Love is Coming. In this Amazon Prime culture, the way to go against it, which means that you're actually putting yourself in a position where healthy, long-lasting love is actually possible for you, then you need to stop looking outside of yourself for the partner you want to get and you need to start looking inside of yourself for the partner you want to be. So one little tool I gave you was just in the last point if you're going to go on the apps, then 
clean up your energy around how you're using them. You know, we are, the the world out there is so focused on how things look and on what we can get. And so, and listen, it is. It takes everything for me to to go against that, and and I don't always succeed. By the way, often I don't succeed. I'm taken out daily by something, by some bloody advert or someone saying something. And the one thing is, I have a commitment to myself to to come back inside and look at what's going on in me, because everything else is going to be a reflection of that. So, another way of standing out is, you know, I think that what's happened in the world of social media and the wellness, particularly the wellness side of it is there's a lot of talk of self-love, which is fantastic. Self-love is key. But I think sometimes what can get missing in that message is that, yes, loving yourself, but doesn't mean that you get to be an asshole to other people. I've, I have seen in myself, by the way, and in other people where they start to use the self-love thing as an excuse for behaving like an asshole. Oh, sorry, these are just my boundaries. You can put boundaries down in a loving way, not in a dickhead way. And you can not, if, if someone sends you a message asking for a favor or, or whatever it is, and it doesn't resonate for you and it makes you uncomfortable, you don't want to do that thing. Don't just ignore them. Don't just ignore them. Own up and like own it and say, sorry, this doesn't feel like a fit for me right now. Like th- this is, and this can be with family members, friends. It can like work relationships. Look at how you are showing up and don't use it as, well, that doesn't feel a fit for me. And so that's not loving for me. So then I'm just going to ignore it. I have been someone like by nature, I'm an avoidant. I hate conflict. I don't like things that make me uncomfortable. And I have been that person who's someone... Like, and it happens very regularly now. I can't answer all my messages personally on um, on social media. Sometimes, like some of them, I can. It, it totally depends on what's going on. But when if someone's at a level of friendship with me and they have my phone number and it's via WhatsApp, for me, I want to make sure that if and and it might listen. I totally get it. We all have busy lives. Sometimes it takes time to get back to people, but I really try and. Um, where I can, if it's a no from me, state that it's a no. This is such an important habit to get into in our dating lives because we hate it when people ghost us. But what about that guy? What about that guy who you were dating, you just went into and the way that you dealt with it was by ghosting him and you wouldn't call it ghosting. You would say, oh, I just had a lot going on in my life and it wasn't a fit. So why why not tell him that in a loving and compassionate way? We cannot get pissed off at people for ghosting us if we are doing it to friends, to family, and to the people that we're dating as well. What goes around comes around. And it is the, one of the most annoying les- lessons in life. Um, but I really just want you to think about how am I showing up for the people who are already in my life? How am I showing up for the people who are already in my life? Am I owning my no? And am I putting down boundaries, but kindly and compassionately and con- and being considered about it? Am I, am I just being generous and kind and owning my shit when I make a mistake? Because we all do. And listen, we're going to fall short of this, but this is our job. Um, if we want to be loving, well-rounded human beings is to make a daily effort 
as much as we can to the best of our ability to be kind, generous and compassionate. And as Marion Williamson says, you know, this took a long time for me to learn and, and sometimes I still forget it. You know, sometimes love says no. Love is not like this really weak, fluffy thing. Love is really fucking powerful. And love sometimes says no and needs to be strong in the way that we communicate. But there's still a way in that strength to not be an asshole and to be compassionate. It is a skill set. It really is a skill set, all of this stuff. I struggle with communication and I'm getting better at it and I'm working on it. And sometimes I just want to fucking run away for the hills because it's it, it can be so painful and difficult when we're feeling triggered and activated. But we are allowed to give ourselves space and time. You know, we don't have to reply in an instant. And I would suggest not to if we're feeling triggered because it it never goes well. Give yourself space and time. If if some if something has happened with someone, whether there's someone you're dating or just friend or family member, give yourself space and time. Go away, work on healing the stuff in yourself that you need to heal, and then come back and respond to that person when you're in a better feeling place. And you will that is the the fastest way and the most loving way to resolve conflict, certainly in my experience. Okay, so what happy couples know that you don't? I wish someone had drilled this into my head before and at the start of me meeting Joe. Getting a new relationship is not the end. It's the beginning. I used to really believe that, you know, my life would be complete when I get that relationship. And I hear this all the time from women I work with or, or messages, you know, this is the one thing that's missing from my life. And I totally get it because I've been there. But as I always bang on about, new level, new devil. When you get that relationship, whilst it's amazing, as is being single, by the way, being single, I think gets gets like such a hard time. Being single is like the best thing ever because you don't, ha it's like so much easier in so many ways. And I think you have to really work on your narrative around that because there's a lot of shit that you don't have to deal with when you're single that you do when you're in a relationship and it's only when you get in the relationship you realize that because when you're single it's so easy to look at your friends and go oh they're all coupled up and I'm lonely yeah but they're dealing with shit that you do not have to deal with other people's mess other people's bullshit other people's mood swings all of it you know so just count your lucky bloody stars is what I say um so it really is the beginning and are you actually ready are you actually ready for the relationship that you say you want are you actually ready I've actually got a list um here to help you see I'm gonna have to you have to bear with me a moment I've got the bloody book in the other room um, but it'll be quicker to do it like this. Okay. Sorry. Where is it? Okay. This is like what we call in the business, you know, I don't know what we call it. Fluff. There you go. Fluff. Where is it? Okay. Hold on. So it's really hard. I should be kind of trying to talk about something else while I'm doing this, but can't do two things at once okay so it's in the it's in the middle part of the book which is called how to get ready for love ah here it is that didn't take as long as I thought it would okay so it's in the uh, the middle section of the book attract and it is called yes or no this like mini chapter which is under the main chapter how to get ready for love 
So the quote that starts the chapter is, luck is what happens when preparation meets opportunity. And that is from Seneca. So here's a checklist to help you get an idea how, of how ready you really are for love. One, do you speak to and about yourself with less reverence than you would your best friend? Two, do you spend more time negatively comparing your love life to those of your peers than you do celebrating all the things that are working well for you right now? Three, do you feel like without a romantic partner, you and your life are incomplete? Four, do you constantly deflect compliments and praise? Five, do you play mind games hard to get or hard to get with potential partners out of fear that just being yourself would bore or be too much for them and make them run a mile? Six, do you say yes to friends, family and dates when you really mean hell no? Seven, do you pretend you're just up for a bit of fun when dating someone new rather than telling them that you want a committed relationship? Eight, do you invest the same time, energy and finances into achieving your romantic goals that you do in your other life and career goals? If you are actually ready to attract a life partner, at least five of your answers will have been no. So, it's not about being perfect, um, but it is about like, you need to realize if you actually want to know if you're ready for a proper relationship, you've got to like, you've really got to be clear about where you are at in your own relationship with yourself and, and also relating to the people already in your life. Because I spent a lifetime trying to run before I could walk in my romantic life and like wanting to be in that relationship. And I, and then even when I would get it, I would fuck it up pretty quickly because I wasn't able to hold and sustain that dynamic because I wasn't, I hadn't done enough work on myself. So if you found that a helpful little segment, then there's tons more like that in the book. So I really hope that if you have not got it yet, you go and you get your hands on it. You can get it directly from Amazon right now. Um, we will put a link in the show notes for you. So on the subject of my new book, it is, um, sorry, I'm reading a bit that I wasn't meant to read off my little notes there. We're already on the subject of my new book. So if you don't know whether you want it yet or you're like, oh, maybe it's for me, maybe it's not for me, then you can have a little taste, you can read a little taster of it over at loveiscomingbook.com. Um, you, we, if you pop your email in, we will give you the introduction to, for free. We're going to give you a great free audio training called The Fastest Way to Meet Your Soulmate, plus a brilliant 70s uh, Spotify playlist Um that goes along with the vibe of the book. I don't know if you've seen, but it's all very 70s branding because I bloody love the 70s. So if you are not in the brand new Facebook group for the book, The Love Is Coming Lounge, then I would love you to join there. We will also put a link to that in the show notes. This is an exclusive VIP area for the readers of Love Is Coming to connect with one another and to share your insights from the book, as well as progress and wins from your own romantic journey. And I have been running regular uh, love trainings in here. So the link is in the show notes. So my love, sorry, that was all a bit jumbled at the end there. I do hope this episode has been helpful. I would love you to come over onto Instagram at Paj Lawson and let me know which of these three tips resonated for you the most and why. Have a wonderful rest of your day. And that's a wrap. Thank you so much for listening. I really do hope these episodes help you find dates that become mates and flings that become things with men who are ready, willing and able to actually commit. 
please be sure to like, share, subscribe, and leave me a review if you're getting value from these episodes. This helps the podcast rank higher so it can reach other people who want or need the support. To have your question answered, send it over to podcast at persialawson.com and we'll get to it ASAP. See you next week, gorgeous. I release a new episode every Tuesday. But until then, remember, love is coming for you. So surrender to the festival that is life on planet Earth and trust that what misses you was not meant for you and what's meant for you will not miss you, including your soulmate.